Hello. Hi. I feel like I do the same hi. And I feel like I often do the hello. Um, hey. Hey, girl. Hey. hey. That's such a bright tone for what we're about to talk about. Yes. Yes, it is a bright tone. But it's also like the passion, the love for this book is so real. Also, Senlin Yu, if you happen upon this episode, just know that this review will be overwhelmingly positive. And if you do want to listen to the episode, we won't say a fucking slanderous word about you. Not a single word. This will be 100% praise. I have no slander. You'd have to be literally have a gun to my head and be like can you say a bad thing about this book still maybe say no yeah so (laughs) anyway (laughs) so uh welcome to literature uh if you don't know what you're listening to i feel i don't know yeah we haven't explained our podcast in a while but it's a podcast where we read and talk about books actually drinking true i feel like this might be a a episode that people find too that that don't regularly listen so yeah we drink and we just talk about books because we like to and here at Literature, we have a special place in our heart for derivative works. We do. Or fan fictions, as they are known. And so the, today's episode is about mm, possibly our favorite ever. Yeah. Probably, definitely. yes. Yeah. Manacled. Manacled. By Senlin Yu, who... Genius good God, legend. Genius. Um, trigger warning, though. If you yes. haven't read this, this is a very heavy topic. Um there's sexual assault, questionable consent. I'm trying to think what else. Um, Character death. God, a <laughs> trauma, lot of like a lot, violence, just a lot. A lot of yeah. It, it, this fan fiction is based um, somewhat off of The Handmaid's Tale, so yep. I feel like that gives you context for what you might be getting into. So yeah, maybe so, don't listen, even though it seems like yeah, it's a Harry Potter fan fiction. Just know that there's some serious content in it. Totally. So, yeah, and also if you haven't read this, go read it. It's phenomenal. Turn uh, yeah, it's, it's so much better going in blind, blind. So, don't listen to this episode just, if you have interest in reading it. Like, just read the tags, like the trigger warning tags, and read it, honestly. Yes, absolutely shut us off. Um, you can find it on AO3. Okay. It has millions of reads. Yeah, it won't be hard to find. If you look up Manacled, it'll probably come up immediately. So, this is a Harry Potter fan fiction, it is a Dramine fic. Which we love. Okay, so Mel. Yes. How did you find Manacled? Well, I had been in the Germione scene for, like, I had read a few fan fictions. Okay, that was what I wasn't sure is if this was your first Germione or not. So I I was, like, trolling the forums. I was. (laughs) I wish you guys could have seen the the body language that she just did. Like a, like a. Broadway like, like cat movement. Um, sit my white claw with a straw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I was I was like perusing. There's a Germione Reddit. I think I was on um, because initially I got pulled to a Germione fan fiction from TikTok. Right, so I read my first one, and then um, I was like, "This is great. I need more." So I think I read one other one, and then when I was looking at Reddit, um, I had seen that a lot of people talked about Manacled, but they were like, "It's very." dark and I was like oh, I don't know if I because people were warning a lot about it and I don't want to be spoiled so you got to be careful with that right yep. but also I was like what is in this fan fiction um so then I don't know what I finally saw that made me take the plunge I think it's just was like the morbid curiosity or if I had 
read enough that I, I like fan fiction and yeah. I just was into it. Anyway, but um, so I finally did read it and I just I felt like gaslit because I was like, this is either the best thing I've ever read or I've like truly lost it. Yeah. And at that point, since I was already really invested in the Durani ship like I was like these two are soulmates right and also it it could have been you could have been like I lost it right right exactly you didn't exactly so okay and I obviously (laughs) wanted to tell Sam so bad about about Manicold and like wanted her to read it but and I you know and I like tested the waters a few times like you know I tried to introduce it but I was like oh my god if she reads this she's gonna think I'm fucking crazy (laughs) So well, I remember when you like first told me that people shipped like Draco and Hermione and I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so I, because of, you know, uh, exactly what she just said, my starter fic, as I talked about, our first episode of the pod ever was about all the young dudes by yeah. Miss King Bean. And um, we... The gateway drug. That was the, yeah, gateway drug of fan fiction. And it really was because after that, I was like, give me more. Mm-hmm. So... This was my first Romine fic. Uh, I had like, which is a a crazy starter. However, I think it was perfect because the one thing that Senlin Yu does is she does not allow you to question a single fucking thing. Like it is all like the, she sells you on this relationship along with Hermione. Like, yeah. I felt like I went through, like, the grieving process of, like, the Draco I knew and, like, reconciled it all right. so well in this fic. So, yeah. But now, we've both read it twice. Yeah. Um, I just finished my second reread yesterday. So, like, this is fresh for me. And what I will say to anyone who's wondering if they should reread it, yes. fucking do it. Yeah. It is possibly better on the second read. It's phenomenal. Yeah. All right. So... I feel like that's some backstory that is we open up and hermione's been taken slave yeah we just it's well, like post post-war battle of hogwarts right yeah well also so no, if she's in darkness i guess i should say if you're if you're listening to this and you don't want to go read it and you i don't know just like our voices that much um this is an alternate universe where uh basically we follow harry potter up till after the fifth book and then uh it goes off the rails and in this universe the order of the phoenix and the resistance has lost to voldemort yeah and hermione doesn't go horcrux hunting correct hermione doesn't go horcrux hunting she goes to study healing and um yeah so that is like everything diverges in that Mm -hmm. sense so we open up and she's, yeah, Hermione's been taken prisoner in, like, basically Umbridge has put her in a sensory deprivation cave underneath Hogwarts and no one has known where she was for 16 months. All of her friends are fucking dead, but, yeah. like, um, Voldemort, none of them know that Umbridge has basically made it so she can't talk. She's in complete darkness, being fed at random times. Like, her senses are shot. Of course, like, Hermione, though, she's, like, fucking, like, counting things. She's working out. She's, like, in the best physical condition ever. She's making it work to keep her sanity. Yes. While also protecting the things that need to be protected. So, we, they come and retrieve her because basically what it is, Handmaid's Tale reference, is that uh, Voldemort has started a new pureblood breeding program because a bunch of the purebloods are barren, which honestly... 
again, brilliant idea because it makes right. sense because of like inbreeding. Like, yes, yes, it absolutely. All made fucking sense. Okay. So yeah, it's a genius. Um, also, Hermione did have to watch everyone she knows die, and it was. We'll get to all that. We'll but. get there. She so, also is yeah. not remembering a lot of things. At this Basically, point. upon her initial examination, they realized she's prov- like created these fugue. I don't know how to say that word. Fugues. Fugues. I don't know. Yeah, like really strong sort of occlumency type walls, occlumency. Um, around her certain memories, and she literally can't remember what's blocked, but right. they can't access the memories through legitimacy. So, she's going to be put into the breeding program, and because of the fragile state of magical pregnancy, you can't have legitimacy performed or whatever. The hope is that it'll break the dam so she remembers all of her memories, but the person performing it has to have the same magical signature as the child. So, has to go to someone who's really good at legitimacy. So, who is it? Also, it's canon. It's Draco. It is. It's Draco J.K. Malfoy. Confirmed. Which- um, also, if you haven't read this fic and you think we're crazy at this point, I, I understand. I understand. It sounds crazy, but it's so good. It's like, so just and you're probably thinking, like, how on earth could they ever end up together after that? Good question. Good fucking question. So, she's in Prisoner at the Malfoys. Okay, my first note is, like, when... He's also High Reeve. We've, we, we get it. We also yes. find out that he's, like, kind of second in command yeah. under Voldemort at this point. Which also, like, the plot for this is a work of art. It is a masterpiece. It is so fucking well thought out. Yeah. Um, so, we won't even be able to summarize everything and all the bits and pieces because we couldn't. Right. It would take... Right. Just read the book. But, um, Senlin Yu, I have read her asks on tumblr and stuff and someone asked her about how you know how the book is so tight with all of the different things and she said that she wrote like the chapters like parallel of like the Mm. flashbacks in the current day and so that's how she was able to like perfectly put in like little things and repeat conversations and stuff okay yeah okay because yeah the way it all times is it's perfect yeah but when she drops into the manor, and I like I wrote this down because I, I remember reading it the first time. And he says, like, hello, Mudblood. And she turns around and she's in fucking Malfoy Manor. Ah-ha! And it's like my heart dropped yeah. like, out of my body. Um, unreal. She's just been in this sensory deprivation. She has no clue what the fuck has happened. Like, how overwhelming. Yeah. She's saying that she hasn't seen him since... He killed Dumbledore. Yeah. That's like her last yep. memory, I think. I No, that is what she said. Yeah. She hasn't seen him since then because, which will, like, we come to find out when we unlock her memories, but she knows this at the time. Like, she basically was a healer, and so she stayed in the safe houses because she was so important mm-hmm. that she couldn't be put on the battlefield because she had to heal everyone who was trying to be a fucking hero. Right. So, Which I also think is realistic. I think her... In general, having a career path as a healer is realistic, but um, the way that this is framed with the war, it makes sense that Hermione took not only, like, the academic role, but also the role that, like, nobody wanted, wanted, and it was so crucial. And that she had the foresight to see would be needed, that she was like, I have to go do this, because none of you are going to. And so she got her potions mastery with Snape, and... She uh, learned healing from Pomfrey and went all over the world learning different healing. There are, like, serious hints dropped. It's kind of brilliant about, like, the things that she doesn't remember 
all are related to Draco mm-hmm. and it like mm-hmm. is brilliant how well that's laid upon second reread. I think one of the best things about this book though is like I said the logic like it all lines up Hermione's part in the war all yeah. of it and there's consequence to everything like oh and another thing that this fic does well is it takes the optimism of you know Harry's side the good side yes. to the extreme you know like posing the question of well if you don't actually perform any dark magic could you realistically win in a war if they the other side knows you don't intend to kill yeah and yeah so one of the things like early on in the manor again no consequence all consequences for everything she has really severe panic attacks Mm -hmm. she can't be out of enclosed spaces because she's been so isolated and those stay with her like the whole time no matter how much she fights through them and i thought the depiction of the panic attacks was brilliant really accurate and again it just gets you early on like with this book you get the actual serious trauma of war and stuff Mm -hmm. they do not neglect any of that yeah uh so yeah props you have to kind of gloss over in a more children oriented series you know what i mean Yeah. yeah i remember the first time i read this too i like which I went in maybe more blind than you, but I really had no idea what she couldn't remember. Yeah. To no, be honest, I mean, I don't even recall if I knew it was a Germany fic when you, I think I knew. Um, yeah. but I did not expect to get these flashbacks of her and no. Draco like falling in love. I mean, I was like hoping that it would be something that would redeem him because again, yeah. I think one of the, the things is like, you know, she's, she's, she perceives it as like Stockholm syndrome. Yes. But it's like at the point where we finally get her memories back, you want something Anything like to, to hold on yeah. To. The little like pieces of flashes of good that you're getting of him, you're just like I don't want to I don't want confirmation that this human is bad. So I was yeah. hoping, but I I genuinely didn't. And- I didn't know if it was just going to be like this is what's happening and then when she started to feel like seeing flashes of good in him, maybe she would, like, turn him good. And I was like, Same. I don't know how I feel about that. So, okay. Also, like, Draco's being so mean to her because Voldemort is performing legitimacy on her every other month yeah. and sees the memories. Yeah. And because her magic is suppressed by these manacles, she can't do occlumency so he can see everything. Right. So he is essentially performing – she doesn't know this, but he's essentially performing for Voldemort by being an absolute cunt. Yeah. And so he has to rape her. Yeah. He calls her mudblood. Yeah. He brutally, like, just emotionally destroys her. But physically, he's, like, very protective of her, won't let her get hurt. He keeps telling people it's because of the Dark Lord stuff. Yeah. But, like, at one point, one of the times where, I don't want to say you get, like, a flash of good, but when Montague tries to rape her Mm -hmm. and he shows up. Yeah. And then he kills Montague. Right, right. And little things like the shoes he gets her. Mm-hmm. And Astoria is like really bitter about, you know, him giving her attention and like walking and her. And he gives her the newspapers. Yeah. Every week. And yeah, Astoria, which is like, you know, I guess poor Astoria, that, but also no, oh Astoria gosh, is so awful. What I was saying, though, is Astoria tries to pop her eye out when Draco's in another country. And Draco operates back 
and stops it. And like then Hermione, two continents or something. Literally. <laughs> and they're like, that's not fucking possible. And he was like, well, I'm here. Right. But you know upon second yes. reread why that's possible. Right. But when yeah. you're first reading it, you're like, like what? Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> um, Which again, though, nothing gets unanswered. Like, I didn't once have to be like, oh, that's maybe not very realistic. Yeah. But I'll buy it because I want them to be. Never right. once. No. Um, But she has to teach him how to heal it. Mm-hmm. And he knows or whatever. And that's the first time. And she's like, you could have been a healer in another life. Yeah. And she said it before. Ah! I know. I know. It hurts when you reread it. And also when you're just going through the flashbacks, finding out all the things that she's already said, like, word for word to him once before. Yeah. And Mans was giving the performance of his life. His life. What was it like for you to reread I mean, and again, we can cut this if it's too whatever, but what was it like to, for you to reread the rape scenes, like now knowing what you know? is Because obviously reading it the first time is horrible, although yeah. I also think Senlin Yu does a, a respectable job of not making it anything like too gratuitous. It's not, you know? Yeah, it's not gratuitous in any way. I think um, but, it was know, it's sim- like heartbreaking uh, honestly, for him too, you know? Yeah, I yeah. think that that was the thing is walk, reading it back. You're like, he's also kind of being raped. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's being forced to have right. sex against as well. Yeah. That is rape. Both it's of just them by like die a if third party. It's yeah. by a watcher, essentially. Um, it was very hard to read again. Kind of almost, I don't want to say worse, but almost worse. I think the first time I read it through, I was like so shocked. Yeah. I was just in shock right. by what was. Because. I knew they were supposed to get together, so I was like, he no. can't possibly actually rape her. Right. That can't be happening. Right. And she gets raped like 30 times, it says in the end. When um, Stroud, she's not getting pregnant. Yeah, because he's not. He's yeah. not, yeah. So she gives her like this fertility potion, and she gives her all this shit. One of the potions she gives her is like a, a lust potion. Mm-hmm. And so she takes it, and like it makes her want to have sex with him but like her mind doesn't yeah so upsetting my heart broke for both of them because that is a that's just horrific yeah and it's her the first time she has like an orgasm in her memory right and and this is the first time she's having sex in her memory yeah well that 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 isn't the first time she's having sex but the the first rape was yes yeah yeah Yeah, if you qualify it's that and uh but for him too like having mm-hmm. to see like at least she could mentally physically resist him prior that whole thing and then afterwards he's like throwing up after right yes he's like throwing up and then she basically says after that that it's like kind of ruined for her because now she knows what like sex can be yeah and now it's like gonna not that rape could be ruined it's already rape but like when you're in that situation you start to she talks a lot about the things she can hold on to to make it like bearable is the predictability like it's yeah so real that she's like well i, I just hope he doesn't change position i just hope he right. comes at the same time right. every day i just hope it's this because yeah. it's like those small she things that she can yes he's also very protective of her with stroud yeah um which again is another moment where you're like what are you doing right right but when he comes home drunk yes and this is one of the moments where when the first time you read it i thought it was just like that he had fallen in love with her yeah so he comes home drunk and like makes out with her 
and is like i wouldn't have taken you if i or something you're says something about like he if i if you if i didn't if i knew like what the pain that this would cause or something i never would have right or um i know he calls her granger yeah for the first time he's called her mudblood for like it's the first time she's heard her name in like two years yeah and at this point she feels like she has stockholm syndrome and she's getting attached to him and it is heartbreaking because i like the first time you read it i felt so bad for her right and then he makes it worse because he realizes what he's done and that he's drunk and he snaps out and he's like, oh, you're so fucking pathetic like that you yeah, you thought I'd actually like you and, and then whatever. And she tries to kill herself, doesn't she? Yes. And that's one of the first times she because yeah. basically she the compulsions keep her from killing herself, but she yeah. kind of gets around them in this case and he has to stop her. <laughs> and I think my heart broke for him, too, on the reread because like. Yeah. He knows that he did that. And mm. well, also, the entire time he's battling with would it have been better to like kill her or let her be killed or to like rape her and put her through this, which is yep. obviously a very terrible dilemma, but also very interesting. There's a line um, post flashbacks. Yeah. Which, where she says something about like saving him or whatever Mm -hmm. and saving each other and he's like you didn't save us you just put us in hell for two years yeah i don't think for like for this draco i don't think killing her i mean you know i'm sure it's like something he considered but also i think he was so like possessive and protective as a like as a person yeah that I don't know that if he could have done that I don't know that he could have done it and I also thought about um and he thought he could get her out quickly that was part of it too he thought he was going to be able to get her out quickly and then yeah yeah but I wasn't sure how that worked too with like the vow of helping the order that he would Mm, do nothing right like, right, I also wondered her. how that conflicted. Yeah. And the, like, the consequences of killing her for the greater war. That's and also, true. Like, going she's, against she's, like, the last Order, order member, member left, Yeah, much. her and Jenny. Yeah. Um, which also, okay, so going back to pre-memories, yeah, she thinks Jenny's dead. Jumping around. I mean, it's fine. Like, it, like yeah. I said, if you didn't read this, just you should have read it. <laughs> oh, I, I did write when when he kisses her drunk he, she says that like he tastes like fire whiskey or whatever which will always make me think of all the young dudes yes yeah she um, also in this time um a couple of times she's observed other um men like de- death eater men whatever you want to mm-hmm. call them and she's overheard like how they're treating so the women that they, they have like a new year's party and stuff yeah well she finds out that montague and his story have been like fucking yeah which she's and like, Draco doesn't care. So right, so that's an early indicator for her that she's like, oh, so he's not into his wife. Um, but yeah, the the way the other Death Eaters talk about like they have sex with their people or they rape their women every day. Yeah, and treat them like absolute shit. Like the way that they talked about them was right. horrifying. Right. Yeah. Horrific. So she's, I don't want to say feeling lucky, but feeling lucky. Oh my god. Wait, back to the when Montague tries to rape her. When she's she's remembering, like she's for whatever reason, she keeps thinking Drake always comes for me. Yes. 
Oh, oh I just uh, got chills. Uh, I just got, and she does it. She does it again when a story is about to pop yeah. her eyeball out. Oh, after that too, he like heals her, and he has to like remove her clothes and stuff, and yeah. he heals her, and it's like the least sexual. Like she yeah. talks about how it's very clinical, and he's just healing her, and oh, it's so sweet. And that's one of the moments where you're like, oh my god, I kind of want this to work, right? And I would have like. It's very understandable why she starts to have fall for him and like have Stockholm syndrome. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it checks out, especially because like Stroud threatens to send her to Lucius and yeah, she's like fuck no. But then Draco like rips into Stroud and it's really hot. Um, yeah, like that is one of the genius things about the writing. It's just even the first time you read it, you're so conflicted the whole time, mm-hmm. but you do start to like him. Yeah. You just, I think it's, I think it's really playing on, um, the human need to kind of see the best in people. Yes. And, and, and to not be alone. Right. Yeah. You just hope that nobody's this cruel. This yeah. Guy. And there are people that are this cruel. There are. But and he has murdered. A lot of people. Oh, when she finally gets pregnant. She does. Because yeah. the, uh, because of the threat for Lucius, right? Right. Right. Yeah. So he finally gets her pregnant. Um. Which I also thought that was interesting that the, like, original plan was to not get her pregnant and just send her away not remembering anything. Yeah. Because that's how much he yeah, cared about her. Oh. And she was horrified by that when she found out. Yeah. Yeah. But, like. But also. Because he's like, well, you're better off without me anyway. So, like, right, bye. Right. Mm. I know. All right. Should we just, like, get into the war stuff? Like, get into the flashbacks? Yeah. Okay, so she's pregnant, and then there's a scene where she's having a bunch of seizures, and she remembers. Yeah, the way that the pieces come in. Oh, oh my God, chef's kiss. Like, uh, Sunlin, you, I just fucking pray at your feet. But, like, I do too. you get these quotes because she pictures, she, like, starts having a hallucination that's a combination with one of her memories coming back yes. about getting stabbed. Yes. And, yeah, so you just get all of these, like, sprinkled quotes from her memories and you're like oh my god who said what yep um and it's so intriguing and so she's like starting to remember and then it's like boom flashback Flashback one one. (gasps) (laughs) so you're getting her memories for one but then you're you're also like oh my god because you're you're hanging you know on the edge of your seat about what's happening in the present yes but now you have to relive you know what happened and, and the flashbacks her. are long yeah. and like second reread i was so excited to get yes. to the flashbacks but the, the first, first reread yeah. i was like where's draco there's flashbacks i don't want to fucking do this right now like i yeah. i was panicking yeah um especially because this could mean like her remembering could mean that draco would turn her over to the dark lord who knows yeah. what she was going to remember i didn't right. i certainly did right. not something important about the horcrux like we don't that's what we i was know. thinking well yeah was. because she also like we get early on we get memories of like um she's bits and pieces that come back mm-hmm. but they're still blocked so like jenny sobbing over something that was obviously the pregnancy conversation yeah. or um ron she has a conversation with ron and harry about like using dark arts and stuff mm-hmm. and like there are certain things that you're like okay this could just be all war strategy right maybe it's Ginny's pregnancy yeah. you're like, thinking it's like order yeah related. order related and it's not, maybe not. harry's alive like yeah. you don't know what it is so we flash back to we are like six years into the war mm-hmm. it's six years after dumbledore died i think 
which really kind of kick-started everything. And Hermione's gone off to be healer. She's come back. She's in charge of healing, particularly at Grimmauld Place, but in all the safe houses. And she's very frustrated about, because she feels like she's the only one. They're brutally losing. losing this war. And it is death after death. And no one will, they won't use the dark arts. Because as we mentioned before, Harry's thing is like, the light always wins. The light always wins. And yeah. she's like, no. No. Right. That's not... Not in an extended war situation. That's not the case. That's not the case. Um, she Well, she says, like, she has a really great point about, you know, the history books are always written by the victors. Of course, they think they're the good guys. Um, oh, I, t- I totally forgot to mention the part where when Draco first rapes her, he says, like, are you still a virgin yes. in blood? Ugh. I know we talked about the, like, yes. forgot that quote. I know. Anyway. Yeah, we find out. So... Moody. Moody and Kingsley basically come to her. And this is also, we've already been learning about the atrocities. And like we mentioned all the, her wanting to use the dark arts. But um, come to her and they say, we have a potential to get a spy that could change the turn of the war. Yeah. He's really high up. Snape thinks he's legitimate. It's Draco. It's Draco Malfoy. His only request is you. Before, like now during, and after, and the, after war. the war, yeah, you must swear yourself to him. And, and she's like, "What the fuck?" And then they're like, "Well, maybe it's because he had like, you know, Snape's a weird like, bullying well, obsession had in school, kind of a fascination with yeah. you, and blah blah blah." But basically, Moody and Kingsley are sending her to be a sex slave, kind of, um, for espionage. That's what they all think. Right. And McGonagall's like, "I never thought you would say yes. Like, I can't believe you're doing this." And she. Right. But Hermione is like I will. Hermione is OG. I will take one for the team, like kind of gal. Absolutely. And Harry doesn't know. Harry and Ron don't know. Um, there's a couple of lines where she says to Harry, like, like one of them is like, Harry, you don't even know all I would be willing to do for you. Yeah. And there's a we get this early on as a like brief her memory coming through, but it happens again later where they're fighting about the use of the dark arts and stuff and she says like all the times in school always once i was in i was always in yeah you just never seemed to notice how far i was willing to go yeah which is true which is so fucking true when you think back because she like her she had all she's this great student she had all these morals about her one thing is she would do anything for them anything for them and then she also had like moments where like a character trait i feel like that isn't in the movies is she like she did have a tendency to like she would get very passionate about like her emotions and she would like doesn't she she like turns um rita into like a bug yes yes and then she like curses a girl's face right yeah so like she 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 like goes yeah she just she's like all the way with her emotions and she's very it's very true in this that she's like i wouldn't do anything i wouldn't ask anyone else to do i will do anything to win this war and leave this world better and i do it for harry so and she's like goes into this and it's heartbreaking because she's like harry and ron will never forgive me they will never forgive me even if we win by doing this like i'm giving up everything but I get it. This is, like, too valuable of a chance. You and she doesn't it. even hesitate. She does it. Yeah. And that's that's exactly it, though. Like, she does it knowing all the consequences and accepting them. And it, it makes sense. Of course Hermione would. Right. Like, of course she would. So, anyway. Yeah. 
And then we start the meetings with Draco. Yeah. And also she has like Snape and Moody on the side being like, keep his interest. Like keep yes. him. You have to keep him interested. Yeah. In, in helping the order. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. We get there. They made out a safe house. Yes, in Whitecroft. And um, he does not, in fact, rape her immediately. Thank God no. at all, actually, in the yeah, flashbacks. No. Um, but he definitely has to play that facade of, like, he doesn't require an unbreakable vow. He says he wants her willing, which is, like, so right. interesting. Um, and you're just like, what the fuck is he playing at? What is he playing right. at? Right, and it's odd because it seems like only after she is just like, all right, like, where do you want me to kiss you? Like, all this stuff that suddenly he's like, oh, yeah, I got to, you know I got to do it, yes. Yeah, it's, like, subtle, but if you, like, especially on a second reread, you notice that it's, he's just, like, remembering that he has to yep. pretend like he, like, is into her sexually. You yeah, know? and she's not, smart yeah. because she sees that. She's like, he's not interested right. in me. I can tell. Um, but pretty immediately, he wants to start working on occlumency. Occlumency. <laughs> I, I don't know. I know. I know. I, I like occlumency, too. But. Um, with her. And so he's, like, teaching her. And it finds out she's a natural occlumens. But um, that I thought was all really interesting, too. How she he's, like, that's the sort of start of him preparing to keep her alive. Yeah. I did write... Um, <laughs> god bless the neck action in this story <laughs> because the what action? the neck action oh really because even before they like hook up hook up draco has a thing with like i forgot this after my oh. first read oh with her neck. In the neck yes and right. i remembered when i was reading this from like i had yes. like a reawakening from a year ago when i was like oh yeah like i totally forgot that yeah he's so fascinated with her neck and like kind of choking her and like right kissing her neck and yes it is it delivers even when right. they're not hooking up it fucking delivers yeah. gives me the goods yeah um but the progression is so good because he's like so shut off and she keeps yes. trying to like well, and pry he, into you know his emotions or something and at first he's just not and he knows that in. she's using him yeah. and it's just a really interesting dynamic. Yeah, it's um, like two two smart people that are like absolutely on to each other. You know what I mean? Like, yes. And yes, who's gonna win in this trust game of manipulation? Uh huh. Um, I think one of the big like first breakthroughs is when he shows up at the runes. Yeah. On his back, carved into him, and she is gonna heal them, and she starts. He doesn't want her to. He does not she, want her yeah. to. But she insists because it's dark magic. Dark. The other thing, part of the reason why they fight about the dark arts so much, the Order and Hermione, is because it, it corrodes your soul. Yeah. Um, which, again, fucking consequences. Yeah. So this is basically going to kill him. And she's looking at it and she's like, he has like a couple years left maybe. And she's doing everything she can to heal him because her mission was to keep him interested as long as possible. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but she puts the like heart of Isis in him, and the art, the fan art we get there. Are, there's the fan, fan art, art of hi- of her with over the room. Oh my god, Avondale, I think. Yes, yes. The fan art in this fan fiction <sighs> is just so it's so good. good. Thank the, you to the artist. They're just some of my favorite drawings from these scenes. Same, same. Because like the expression on his face and mm-hmm. like I just love it. Really good. Yeah. Um. 
But when she goes to kind of officially close them, um, she like gets him drinking. Yeah. Because it's so it's so painful. Mm-hmm. And so he starts to drink, and then he's like, "Stay and drink with me. Stay and drink with me. Whatever." And yeah. So she stays and drinks with and him. And she's like, "No, I'm not a good drunk." <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. She's like, "I cry." Um, Which is so funny. I think it's funny too that yeah. I think prior to this too, he like finds her and after she'd gotten drunk and was crying on yeah, her own yeah. like in a lake she's like, yeah. um like and he's like bed. what are you doing you can't do that um but that is the first time they like make out i mm-hmm. think or whatever yeah they like I, or like yeah they make like, out in a go not, pretty like, far there's a couple times he kisses her because she like provokes him provokes into, him. and he's like yeah. pretending that's what he wants or like to get her off guard yeah but this is the first time where it's like it seems like they both actually want it yeah and, and they fall asleep and then they fall asleep which that moment was everything. Yeah. I was so excited because by this point you've earned this fucking moment. Yeah. Well, and you feel like Draco is, and again, send the new places it perfectly. She's falling out with everyone because of this fucking mission. And he's the literal only person who seems like he cares about her. Yeah. He's the only one. Yeah. Except for maybe Jenny, but Jenny's pretty preoccupied. Yeah. And so you're there. He sees the contribution that she's willing to make and that she's not. Yes. Yeah. And you want it. You want it for her. Because, like, she's like, it just feels so good to be touched and to be cared about. And it's like, oh, girl, you deserve it. Yeah. You fucking deserve it. Yeah. And Um, initially, she's not even thinking that she's, like, in love with him. She's just, like, she's thinking more, like, I I just need this in this moment kind of thing. Yep. Yep. Um, so that's a, that's a good one. Um, oh, isn't there a great quote in that scene about like somebody's head is on a platter? Mm. I, it's just a question of whose or something. Oh, I think you know yes. I mean? Yes. I know when what they're talking about. Yep. It is good. Yeah. They don't talk after that. Like he basically goes there for like weeks. He yeah. just lo- starts leaving notes. It's really sad. Um, but then he decides that she needs to be trained for war because he finds her, a uh, vampire had like bitten her or something and he had to heal right. her and he's like when was the last time you battled like we all know that you've disappeared yeah. and so he starts to train her and he gives her like the weapons with the manicore venom in it yes. and like again all of this is just it's so fucking cute and somewhere along here they have like she's she starts her like don't die Draco yeah and he does the only because you asked yeah ah! I love that exchange. I don't know if we go to the first time they have sex. Does that I mean, make yeah. sense? Yeah. We'll, we'll get back to some of the shit with the order. So the first time they have sex is really kind of sad. Yeah. Because it's not that she doesn't want it, but she also is, like, aware of what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, to where she's, like, I don't feel like I deserve for it to be good because she's mad at herself for wanting it. And she... No, like she has the sense that if she pushes it this far, that she's she have like locked him in. Locked place, him in. Kinda. She feels like this is it, and yeah. so she feels kind of guilty over that because at this point she sort of cares right. about him. She feels slightly guilty over manipulating him. She also feels like a whore, and she's yeah. like, basically they're having sex, and she's like, "This is good that it hurts. Like I should be punished for this." Is mm-hmm. basically what she says. And he doesn't know that. And she's he doesn't him. know. And then after he immediately is like. I would have been gentler if I'd known. And oh, he starts so sobbing. 
because he's like you won you fucking did it he's like, like i knew what you were trying to do the whole time and it still worked and it still worked congratulations like i and he's so bitter but i get it because of course you'd be bitter yeah like you he thinks he's being used and he thinks we find out that moody and kingsley were always gonna turn him in yeah and he was like i was always prepared to die like i was going to do this and i was gonna die Hermione was this is like when we kind of figure out this isn't when we figure out the part where he's gonna die but like that his mother really was the true motivation and he says like I wasn't aware there was a time limit on grief but no one would take me seriously so I had to say I wanted you and he only and he like part of the reason he picked her is she a didn't fight and then also he knew that they didn't get along so he didn't think that like there would be he didn't think there'd be an issue And then, of course, like, so he's so upset with himself, and it's so sad. Dude, you know what's, like, really heartbreaking about this writing and, like, the character traits, though, that's just, I don't know, it just all fits and makes him so vivid as a character, is, like, as heartbroken and mad and, like, bitter he is when he's saying all this. He's still, like admitting that he's like in love with her and there's nothing he can do and he's like locked in do you know know what i mean there's a lot of i feel like a different man a different person would you know you know like spew all of this and it would be like fuck you i'm never talking to you again but he's like it's like a surrender at the same time no it is and he says like i knew they'd send you with the instructions to make me fall for you He's like, you outmaneuvered me, maneuvered me. And then he says, or maybe I was just too tired and grieving to keep pushing you away. It hardly matters. You won. It's just so sad because he's sitting there and he's being so vulnerable. Because like you said, he wouldn't say you won. He doesn't have to admit it. No. He could have gotten up and been like, nope. But he's sitting there being like, no, I want you. And I. Yeah. Yeah. Every time, like, like you want them to have sex so badly. Yeah. And then when they do, you're like, yes, they're going to fall in love. And then you get the real fucking answer, which is that, of course, there's a lot of complicated emotions on both sides about right. it. Of course. Of yeah. course, there's totally. still resistance. Of course, all of that. So, anyway, that's a toughie. That's a real toughie. How long is it before they start, like, regularly hooking up? You know, I'm not 100% sure. The one... Because they, they like, you know, it proceeds or whatever. And they he, t- start he takes the Unbreakable vow. First of all, he takes the Unbreakable vow. Yes. After. So, uh, actually, I believe what happens is, so after they have sex for the first time, she goes to Snape's. Yeah. And this is a really sad scene. Yeah. When he's like, are you okay? And yeah. <laughs> also, like, aware. What she looks, like, disheveled. Yeah. And, like, he, you know, gives her potions to heal her and stuff. And he's like, I just, like, I really didn't think that you would ever... Like, that it would come yeah. to this and, and whatnot. And I think that this is around... Oh, my God. I forgot, like, part of her desperation to have sex with him, though, is yes. because they are, like... Right. The, at, they are at the end of the road with him as a spy. Yeah. Right. And that's what she says. She's like, yeah. well, I did it. Like, you don't... You can't kill him. Like, yeah. I did it. Because, yeah, Moody has basically said, like, you're a lot... They don't trust her anymore. They think she's compromised. They think right. that she cares about him because she healed him from the yeah, runes. yeah, yeah. And so they're like, you're compromised. We don't trust you. We got to kill him. Um, at this point, he's not. it's, like, not worth it. And uh, she's like, I'll do anything. Because they think he's climbing the ranks. Yeah. So that he can take over. And they don't right, trust him. Right. Which, like, again, I get it. I get it. Yeah. The smart thing to do would be kill him. And so she basically goes and is, like, spills her guts to him. And is like, they're going to kill you. And he's like, I know. Like, 
that was the plan. You weren't supposed to heal me. I know they're going to kill me. And she said, and then they decide to do the unbreakable vow. And Snape's like, yes, that's enough. That that will be enough. Yeah, because either he, the the vow is either he does everything in his capabilities and his power to help the order or he dies. Defeat Voldemort or he dies. Yep. And that he will never claim power as a oh, dark wizard. Yes. Yeah, yeah, ever. Right, right, which right, I think right. is like an important thing. And that's when they start, after that they start regularly seeing each other. Okay. So he starts like taking her to Muggle London in the hotel rooms. Okay, but the second time that they have sex and they wake up in the hotel room oh. and she's like realizing that her feelings have shifted or whatever there's this exchange that's really vivid in my mind that I just like I feel like I can picture it and I love but um how he's like it's fine like I understand like if this doesn't change anything and she like hesitates to answer and he's like (laughs) he knows he has an in and he's like oh my god like this is gonna be great I'm gonna take care of you kind of thing and I just like so fucking good and And also in the hotel. And they're just when, like, yeah, sorry. No, uh, just when he is like, I let me like do this for you. Like, let me uh-huh. make it good for you. Yes. Like, I'm, yeah, yeah. You deserve this. And he has a lot of those in between these chapters. Like he has that quote that's um, you're allowed to have other people care for you. Um, and it, you are not expendable. You don't get to push everyone away so that you'll feel comfortable with so that they'll feel comfortable with using you and letting you die. You're not replaceable. Yeah, the you're not replaceable killed me. And you're not required to make your death convenient. You're allowed to be important to people. Ah! Uh, fuck. And then he admits that he took the vow to essentially save her life and yeah. his... Uh. And it's... I, I think that it's so effective, the contrast between, like, what she's dealing with, with the order and the war and everything and yep. how terrible it is for both of them. And then they will meet up and it's just like they get to forget about it for like a couple hours. They have this like escape where it's just the two of them. And oh, we get so many good moments of her healing him in bed. And she's like, it's like she'll like kiss his neck while she's like healing. Oh, it's just, it's so unbearably good. And like he's her safe place and vice versa. And again, he was like resigned to die. That was his fucking plan. And he's staying alive because then she'll stay alive. And wait, he- did we did we gloss over the scene in the field with my other favorite fan art the, with the birds? Oh, I don't oh. know when that happens. When did it happen? It's like when she's getting stabbed and because they go to Ron gets taken. Yes. And then Harry's like so gung ho so, about fucking going. We're not like I don't think we're quite there yet. Oh, that's a, after. Okay. I don't know. Either way, let's just talk about it because we're here. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. So they go to take Ron, get yeah. Ron back. And she says she's like, I know that this is a trap. And she leaves him a note, but she can't out him. Yeah. So they show up and then he arrives. And the fan art, first of all, is great. It's, like, yes. him and his high reef get up. And he's, yes. like, these birds that he's, like, charmed to kill. It's and phenomenal. And he just, like, fucking, like, makes everybody unconscious. And he just starts, like, killing people. <laughs> it's fucking phenomenal. And, and he, yeah, yeah, he, like, literally makes everyone die and then saves, like, her friends and yeah. takes her out of there. Um, and this is also right after she's cast her first dark cur- curses. Mm-hmm. 
And so she's like, her soul's like breaking. So again, yeah. they have to meet up and like be together. But yes, no, that's an iconic moment. That's iconic. a great, especially because the first time you're reading it, you're like, is this when it all goes wrong? Like, yes. what's going to happen? Because And you say, thank God, because then you realize the stabbing wasn't Draco. Because she has that yes. hallucination when she first goes under. Yes. That it was him that said the thing with the stabbing. Yep. No, Remember? it's, that is a really, really, really good moment. Yeah. Definitely. Um, also, anyway. like, a moment that starts to redeem him when you start to, like, Hermione starts to fall for him during all of this. Because that is also a slow, yeah. like, process. It's very real. Oh, for sure. Is, like, the number one death that her and Harry are haunted by is Colin Creevy. Yeah. And because he's, like, flayed and stuff. It's just really awful and graphic. Yeah. Draco tries to, like, be like, I was the one. I was there. I let it happen. I watched it happen. And, like, to Dating get her, her to hate him. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards she realizes like that actually he tried to kill Colin's brother quickly so that Colin would run and not leave his brother yeah so that the other guy couldn't get to him and she's like Draco accidentally basically outed himself as trying to do something good yeah because Hermione's thing is like I want to kill people and use the dark arts because this is fucking war I just want it to be humane right but not uh, that she wants death but you know what I mean and meanwhile Ginny and Harry are hooking up or whatever back at the yes. safe houses and she ends up pregnant um basically and so and then Hermione can't tell Harry because they don't want him to be distracted so like yep. they come up with this that like uh she has spouted groin yeah and that she has to be quarantined and it's a interesting Sad. which it makes sense that she can't tell Harry because they're constantly talking about how oh, Harry's so run by his emotions and that like oh it makes sense yeah it makes a lot of sense yeah and Jenny's like I hate to ask this of you and Hermione's like it's fine it's just another thing it's just another fucking thing <laughs> that I'll take care of yeah yeah and oh, god bless Tonks there's a good scene with Tonks in here where like she's the first person to be even remotely observant yeah she's like I know you're using the dark arts I know you have someone you go to. I know we didn't get this until... Like, she's very on to the fact that there's something going on. Mm-hmm. Um, great. The women in this story are the best, for sure. Jenny's at least tries to be a friend sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Let's just briefly talk about intermission to talk about, like... Harry and Ron. Harry and Ron. It's It breaks my heart every time. Yeah. And I does. know they're assholes, but her having to forcibly, like, push them away more... Right. Partly because she knows they'll hate her and never get over this. Yeah. That scene, suddenly knew that scene when they're at Christmas time. Yeah. And Harry's like, you know, who changed? Like, you were mean. She's like, me. And he is like, it's okay. Like, I understand. And she's like, but I still want us to use the dark arts. And he's like, what do you mean you still want that? And oh, it's just. Harry. Harry, you fucking idiot. And he just thinks that things are getting better just oh. because because the light is on their side. But meanwhile, it's because she's, like, selling her soul to get the secrets from Draco. I think that's the worst part. When, yeah. So she's healing a patient, and they're like, Hermione, you don't see. Like, we're winning. And Hermione's like, we're fucking winning? And she starts to realize that everyone, yeah, thinks the war is going well. Right. Out of, because of good. Because good wins. The yeah, light wins. Yeah. And no, it's because she's essentially sold herself in to be draco's whore i know that's not what ends up happening but that's what she agreed to right and they have no idea yeah right and, and if you devastating. don't and if you don't put her on like the horror crux hunting no that does right. like you know create a split 
already already and then he's seeing such a radically different part of the war than she is she's literally getting people as they're coming out of the battles and stuff and they're dying hours of that and And he's like not he's not dealing with the consequences after a battle and when they break all the prisoners out of the um prison where Dolohov is testing new curses the first Mm -hmm. time that that happens Mm -hmm. and they ever she said like she spends hours healing them and every single one of them died yeah and she's constantly coming up with counter curses to these horrific curses that Dolohov's inventing it is like it's gruesome and of course she feels that way yeah and and she says to Harry something at one point so you think your soul like not tainting it with dark magic is worth more than like all of the people who are dying right now right and he's of course that's maybe the extreme of it but at the end of the day she's like I'm not asking anyone to do anything I wouldn't do yeah I think the cost is worth it right but it's heartbreaking because both her and Draco like don't imagine their life beyond this they both basically think they're gonna die yeah the whole time yeah and it's and that's why she allows the you know rift between them to get even yes. greater. Yes, and she realizes like it's been too many years. She her parents will be obliviated forever. Like, yeah, it's alone. F- yeah. So those moments that we get with her in the hotel room with Draco save everything. They I know. really, I know. They really save fucking everything. After uh, everything's going to shit, um, they're breaking in to hogwarts mm-hmm. she has about all this. made a bomb yeah i know so we got to get into some of that first she makes the bomb and oh the scene where harry and ron say goodbye that last time she the line is hermione stood alone in the potion cabinet trying to remember when they had stopped hugging each other goodbye fuck oh fuck i forgot about that quote i sobbed like i immediately sobbed and then it happens oh. again because then she goes to hogwarts to tell harry he's right. a horcrux and then they don't hug again <laughs> unrelated or not oh my god i'm drunk related but in the movie i've seen that movie so <gasps> many times why does harry not hug ron why 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 he hugs hermione and, and he then would he doesn't hug, hug ron. ron it's not like they haven't had a physical relationship like i feel like they touch each other you know what i mean it makes no sense anyway anyway so the bomb goes off at Hogwarts. They all rush into the castle. Everybody um, dies. What? Everybody dies. Yeah. Well, everyone starts to die and Draco sees Hermione and takes her out of there. Yeah. And stuns her so she can't wake up or whatever. And by the time she wakes up, everyone's been dying. Yeah. And she's pissed at Draco and she said, we have to save. You have to get Ginny. Yeah, she gets taken to the, the medical, safe houses. The have facility been, to she, Sussex yeah. to Sussex, yes. The, yeah. And she's like, "My condition, I'll go anywhere, but you just have to save Jenny because I promised Harry, like you have to go." Yeah, and Draco's like, "Yeah, he's very resistant. He yeah. just wants to get her. Out. He wants to get her up." So Draco goes into Sussex, completely blows his cover to get Jenny out. Tries not to tell Hermione. Eventually, tells her and says goodbye because he wants to say bye. Yeah. And Hermione's like, "Why would you blow your cover?" you should have let me help you she's pissed yeah whatever and then like it turns into this whole thing of snape has to snape comes and makes an unbreakable vow that he won't take hermione anywhere while draco goes to put Ginny away because hermione wants to yeah yeah she wants draco to take Ginny first and he's like this poor man it's poor man man. i mean poor both of them but he is just like 
Like again, you he get wants both to sides. fight, with, but then also he just wants to make her happy so bad. So I know, and I and I get both sides of it. Like I get why he wanted her to go away, and I get why she was furious with him for why she wouldn't do it without him. And I love how, from what I remember anyway, tell me if this is wrong, but like right after Draco leaves with Ginny. She, like, immediately starts packing a bag, and Snape is like, wow, nice, like, yeah. nice performance. Immediately, he's like, I can't believe you fell for it. So, her And then makes she's like, bomb. I'm going to go blow up Sussex. <laughs> Fucking queen. And this is where the other things that I was saying about her, you know, again, willing to do anything for the people she loves and yep. having, you know, certain spikes of aggression yep. and taking things, you know, far, yep. that it's not out of character for her at this point this is the big thing she forgets that she blew up Sussex this is it's not the healing that she doesn't remember about herself she doesn't know how she got to like being someone who blew up Al. yes yeah. true which is like really yeah. hard for her to try to rationalize which yeah. is really interesting she's like there's no way that was me yeah and also like it is for Draco but also she says to Snape at one point again with the logic she's like I won't let those victims be first yeah. of all the things that they can create there and the victims are going to die horrific deaths. I yeah. won't let it happen. Yeah. So she goes. And the bomb work, all of it's so cool. Anyway, she blows it up. And then she starts being attacked by everything. Her Patronus and- is a dragon now. Oh, I know. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Shit had me fucked up. Ugh. <sighs> yeah. Yep killed half the dementors in existence and 12 hags and 15 vampires and it's like crazy the yeah she goes he's like i know you were trying to get back to me because she's like i have to get back to him i have to get back to him and then she gets taken anyway yeah and she wakes up at hogwarts where harry's corpse is hanging after by the way he did survive the first time voldemort killed him and then lucius was like he's alive and then voldemort hits him six times I liked that we got this. I mean, I I know I don't like is a strong word for something no, so sad, but, but I liked that in this alternate universe we got like what would happen if Lucius had checked and not Narcissus because yeah. Narcissus is dead. Yep. Yep. Same. Because I was like, oh, I like that that didn't the logic didn't defer there. That like yeah. yeah yeah, and we still got like the only difference is they thought it would work, but they didn't realize they um never found the locket horcrux so they had a horcrux missing so that's why voldemort didn't die that happened and hermione is watching everyone die and then suddenly you has to fuck all of us all the young dudes fans up by after remus finally dies the line is the last of the marauders oh fucking my God. bitch yeah. Yeah. love you but i cried so much um yeah and then so she's watching all of this horrified, realizing she's been captured. And then this is also where it's brilliant. So Umbridge takes her because Umbridge wants her. And this is where, like, the memory thing where Mel and I were talking briefly about the fact that, like, sometimes forgetting memory and amnesia and stuff can be kind of feel convenient or cheesy or, like, not whatever. Yeah, but basically, like soap opera, not realistic. Yeah. Hermione's so afraid that if they suppress her magic with the manacles that she won't have access so she tries to shove everything to the back really quick. She finds all of her memories. She uses all the occlumency to get it into the back. And then once her magic is suppressed, she's stuck with all of the memories of the war in the front. So that's what, part of why she's so traumatized. She can't shift any of that. She intentionally put it all forward to deceive Voldemort. And then she basically is like, I cannot let myself think of Draco. So she's just 
chanting there like I have to hold on for him I have to hold on for him and then eventually it becomes like she has to hold on but she doesn't remember why she's like meditating herself into right or hypnotizing herself into forgetting him because he's also burning the ring that she has oh yes which the ring that has has the um glamour on it that basically you can't see if you don't know you're looking for it and so finally he stops burning it because she takes it off for a second and she's like thank god because she doesn't want to remember that he exists because she doesn't want people to find it and so anyway she hypnotized herself into blocking all the memories and i I, it it just made perfect sense of course she did yeah of course she did yeah and that was also how he knew she was alive because of the ring her uh, okay and that's where the flashbacks finally end (laughs) oh my god i was so excited to re- I was like, I think this was like middle of the night, and there was just no fucking way I was stopping at this point. No, this was a five a.m. finish for me I because I just could not put it down. No, the first time you read it, you're like, I have to know. Yeah, and of course, I don't know about you, but I was expecting. I remember thinking, like, oh my god, this reunion is gonna be so great. They're gonna come back. Yeah. And they're gonna be in love. Yeah, and of course. Suddenly, you was like, reality. Let me yeah. bring you back the fuck down. These people are tra- traumatized as fuck. They're both still mad at each other. They're both traumatized. She still doesn't trust anything. She still realizes he's raped her 30 times. Mm-hmm. None of that goes away. Mm-hmm. And that is the genius of Manacled. Yeah. So, like, he's kind of mad, and she's kind of mad, and they're heartbroken, and she's trying to figure everything out, and... Oh, it just... Yeah. You want them to make it work so bad so quick, but, like, it's not realistic. Okay, but also, the scene where the memories come back, and then she's so disoriented and and confused, and she, like, she, like, backs up, and she's, like, trying to put everything in order in her head yep you know what oh, i mean she yes. can't she's confused yeah she and then she like because she's so recently you know had all those flashbacks like relived yep. parts of it she's like then trying to rationalize why he did all this to her right and so he has to kind of explain that like yeah. it's the performing for voldemort thing but then she's still trying to reconcile the fact that he killed everyone yeah. who survived from the order oh my god though when she says you killed jenny oh. and then he goes jenny's alive i i fell off my bed jenny's alive like, and james i know and her son james oh oh and he's like i just remember the line he's like he's an exceptionally difficult child from what i remember yes. Yes, it's literally she was pregnant. Her son was born October 20th, 2003, and I'm told he was an exceptionally difficult newborn. She named him James Sirius Potter. You're the godmother. And then he says, he's like, you're going to meet him soon. They're waiting for you. You promised Potter you'd take care of them. Which, like, I, this man, Draco. This man. Yeah, I, that, and then. The things that he's put up with. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, Ginny, because Ginny starts getting really upset when she realizes that Hermione's not home yet. And, yeah, he tells Hermione that when Ginny found out that Hermione was pregnant and so, like, she knew that he had been raping her, she's like, 
She like attacked him with a knife. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Ginny also like you have to think about being Ginny and being dropped off by Draco Malfoy and being told that everyone you know has died. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. She deals with extreme survivor's guilt and survivor's remorse because she's didn't fight. Um. Oh, it's so hard. And Hermione when she's like when she's first putting everything together and she's like why didn't you come for me like you yeah, never came for I me know. and he's like i tried like i searched everywhere i went everywhere and and uh she's trying to reconcile why he continued to climb the ranks and this is when we find out like he is still the best he tried to find her he tried to find her he was climbing the ranks so that when he finally died it would destabilize yeah the regime more than ever and that he and severus were working together and severus was trying to like basically ruin relations with europe and mm-hmm. oh oh it's just but i get it she's so skeptical at first and also now she has all this sexual trauma yeah yeah she like wants to she's like you know pretty shortly after like tries to have initiate yeah, yeah initiate intimacy in different ways too and he's like absolutely not yeah he's very nervous he's like no i'm never gonna do that again and then she kind of talks him into it but. yeah she does one of the things though okay so as they like come back together and it's so sweet how they like sleep together every night i know but now that he can like be himself again so in their relationship in the flashbacks like do you remember how a lot of times he they always talk about how he like says into her skin like mine you're yeah, mine yeah, you're mine yeah. while he's kissing her okay so i kind of paid attention i'm like almost i'm i would say i'm 90 percent sure he never ever ever does that while she's manacled ah. and i thought that was potentially genius oh. because i think i would have such conflicting feelings if i was him about the fact that she's literally tied to him yeah yeah and he always said like he wanted her willing i would love if someone wants to like come prove me wrong i didn't check myself by searching it after that's good i like that but yeah i really would be surprised because he's like like i said he's pretty hesitant i think he's yeah accepted that once she remembers everything that he she potentially was still gonna hate him forever yes yeah Yeah. and he never says it not until the manacles are off and they're back at like they're away and they're safe right and then he starts doing the like your mind thing she has some times where she's like i imagine it like she thinks about it that way but i'm pretty sure he never says it which i thought was brilliant yeah anyway because like he's she's literally owned by him at that point yeah, and he's giving her, he's, like, giving her deadlines to fit that he, because she, he's, like, You'll, oh, you can research until yes, it's until time for you state. to go, and then. Yeah, and her desperation is, he says, this is where we say, Hermione, I'm tired. I'm so... <laughs> oh, my God. Mel Venmoed me for coffee today, and the, the bitch goes, sends it to me with the note being, Hermione, I'm tired. <laughs> it's like, first of to. all, that's brilliant. Second of all, fuck you. Crying in the coffee shop. Literally, it was crying. I remember, I, like, I have intrusive thoughts about that quote oh, regularly oh. throughout my life. Yeah. Oh, she's also, yeah, she's pregnant. And he's like, he also doesn't assume that she's going to keep it either. Yes. Yeah. Also, her internal dialogue of, is it selfish to have this child just because I want something to take care of, basically. Like, right. she's like, I don't want to bring a child into this world necessarily, but I, you know, so sad. Yeah. I really quickly want to talk about the fact that him being high reeve and how 
he can do like a, a bizarre amount of dark magic and he's fine and right because um, of the heart of isis or whatever the heart of isis and the runes i just thought that was brilliant it's so brilliant and it's also brilliant and like crazy that she doesn't remember it so she doesn't understand why why he, he can do that and like voldemort's literally dying yes voldemort's literally dying draco's being tortured every day and murdering 50 people in a row right he murdered just like 75 people yeah. at one point with the killing curse it's not physically possible and she doesn't remember that it's like right and, because of but, her and she has a line she's like if you're a mon if he's a monster i made him yep they both there's a lot of moments where they're like how are we gonna get past this yeah he hates who he's become she hates who he's become they also love each other it's like yeah the conflict is just always there yes and and he says like am i supposed to be a martyr like am i supposed to be playing the victim my entire life and excusing myself for this like because she's constantly saying you know it's not your fault anyway yeah we get a lot of the like this is when we get the all i would do it again to save you and him saying you put us in hell and yeah it's a lot um lucius comes back <laughs> Fucking. He kills Astoria. Yeah, which is a great moment. That is great. Oh, it's a great moment. And he, <laughs> Draco's just like, Father, you killed my wife. Yeah. And he's like, don't pretend like you care. <laughs> so good. She starts talking to the portrait of Narcissa. I don't know. Should we just kind of go to like the final? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so she I, cuts off his arm. She cuts off his arm. And I think the convincing of Lucius to do this and to like. Yeah. But the whole thing of it being like he never loved his son as much as he loved his wife, what? like all of that, so sad. Um, but yeah, she cuts off his arm. She fucking does it. They remove the manacles. They get out. This is and it was was like out. a high pace scene. I was oh. like, I was so nervous for them. And I don't think I breathed oh for like a, sorry, I hit this until like the epilogue. We honestly, we talked about this that and genius writing again. Yeah. Um, is that you just like never feel like they're actually safe no because this book has put you on high alert survival mode like they are yep and you're just constantly like okay this is gonna go wrong though something's gonna go wrong you're constantly convinced that it has to go wrong yeah and it doesn't so at least at least upon reread you knew they were out yeah but i still had some of those feelings yeah i still was like i know i'm worried for them like i'm just fucking worried right um, but yeah, they get out and successfully stage their deaths and they see Jenny and like Jenny, that also like the amount that Jenny says about their relationship as a friend who cares about Hermione, yeah. but also like lets them be, I thought was perfect. Right. Cause she's, she's obviously. She's like, I just got to like, she's I gotta like, say this stuff and then. Yeah. She's like, yeah. I gotta say like, you're very intense with each other and whatnot. But when we find out that Draco has been like basically stalking the house for her for like years Bro. the other Ugh. quote that really fucking gets me from this is when she gives birth to their child yes and draco is like afraid he's like not approaching the baby what's the baby's name i forget yes um, um doesn't matter anyway but so aurora he's like aurora aurora, aurora. Right? aurora. is yeah. it aurora or is it aurora Aurora. It's I got an E at the end. Either way. Their baby. But he is really hesitant and stuff. And Hermione is like, she's your daughter. And he goes, I know I was there. And he means like, I know. Right here. I. And I think about that quote a lot. A lot. 
I think about that whole thing, like, leading up to it, too. She she gets the sentence, and she says, like, you have to love this child. Yeah. You have to make a choice to love it. Yeah. Um, because he has such, you know, so- sociopathic tendencies for yeah. basically everything in his life, because he's but had to. Yep. But her. And she knows that. And she also says, like, you can't be like your father. Like, you can't do yeah. that to this kid. Yeah. And it oh that's heartbreaking in itself and yeah that moment but again realistic like yes. there's so much like familial trauma plus like the war trauma yep the fact he's like they... killed kids and and adults and so- yeah doesn't he tell her right after the baby's born that he killed a baby or something yeah he said the last yeah the last baby he looked at he killed yeah and but the moment when he does finally see the baby and he like falls in love with it yeah it's so, so good cute. so cute but yeah that that line when he says i know it was there and like i i guess i hadn't even i think that especially on the first read that's when you realize that that whole thing maybe it's not when you realize but it's part of the realization of like that all of that was really traumatic for him too yes um yeah or on the reread like you're reading it along but on your first read like you're so focused on her experience right but in that moment you're like oh he also that was raped and that is a child yes. of his rape too like yeah Ugh, um so yeah and he, he had no say over like yeah ev- as soon as he pretty much like fell in love with her he had i mean actually no i take that back he had no say in his life really from yeah. a child because he yeah. was like groomed to be this yeah but him and the kid is so cute the fact that he just like rambles to her for like i know mm, mm. and also james and aurora's relationship so Cute. It's so fucking cute. And then Hermione can't remember Narcissa's yeah. name. Or, oh, Malfoy leaves and kills Stroud. <laughs> yeah, I was happy about that. I though. was too. I was like, fuck that bitch. But again. But I get it. I get Hermione being like, you can't just go kill people. But again, it was realistic because it's like. Yeah. They they were so traumatized that there are things that you can't just leave behind forever. You can't just pretend yeah. it didn't happen. And right. he's like, I am that person. I yeah. did all that. Yeah. Jane um, kills Voldemort. Yes. I Jenny gets to go back and kill Voldemort. I liked that she, like, finally got her part- yeah. participation. Me too. That she and that like she, like, needed. drags his body out because yeah. the, the international magic, would, they were just going to leave it. Yeah. And that whole realization, too, for Hermione when she's, like, the reality is they could have stopped this so much sooner. And all of the, like, political aspect of that, fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. The epilogue. Do yes. we have anything before the epilogue? I think it's no. I think it's the epilogue. But yeah, yeah, because yeah, she, so like the world thinks that they're that they all died when they escaped, or yeah, when they escaped the manor, and it like went up in flames. Yeah, the well, news I guess, reported that they were all dead. Yeah, Ginny killing Voldemort happens technically. She says she's gonna go back, but the actual murder of him happens in the epilogue. And like I think the the line it's like. Lord Voldemort died January 2009, a week after Aurora's third birthday. I feel like that's also another one where it's like, oh. I just released this, like, yeah. sob of tension. Yeah. Jenny's like, wants to make Hogwarts a school again. She tries to get Hermione to come back, but Hermione won't leave, obviously. Right. But she says that she wants to, like, you know, clear their names, or at least clear Hermione's name to some degree. Right. And, or, like, say what Hermione did, not clear her name. And tr- do their best to say the truth about Draco. They're so traumatized that they don't want it. Right. So fucking real. Yeah. And they have to explain. To Aurora. Tra- yeah. Yeah. 
she's about to like learn history in school yep which is heartbreaking to think about that i i it really made me sad that she couldn't go to hogwarts but like i got it yeah okay but the way this book ends will haunt me forever in like the best and worst way because i'm gonna cry yeah it's so realistic but basically yeah like they're uh, Ginny and james and aurora are like in a bookshop and it's like a a, you know a retelling or it's like a history book about the war and then there's a picture of harry ron and hermione and it says that hermione was an inactive member of the order and did not fight right yep it says she was a non-active member of the order of the phoenix and did not fight oh my god and that's how it ends and it's a picture of the three of them on the couch I literally am being brought to tears right now because I just looked at the fucking page. And like, and it's so unfair. But again, and like that, but that's how. That's how it yeah, is. That's how like it, how that's how it is, and that's how history is. And like some people's contributions just don't get fucking remembered. Yep. But well, it just hurts because she was just minimized her whole her everything. Time. Yeah, and that's you know her daughter is like no one will ever really know me, but also like she deserves to be known and stuff. And like, her and James are cute, but yeah the heartbreaking reality of it is like they got this you know we're happy for draco and hermione to have gotten out but all the way that line hurts with the picture of them yeah from that christmas i i will never ever unsee that like i couldn't think of a more perfect ending because again she gave us nothing like (laughs) suddenly you was like i will not bend the rules of reality i think that that's so amazing i do i wouldn't have the courage i wouldn't have the courage and like i i just wouldn't be able to stick to giving that ending because i'd be i'd be like so swayed with by my emotions and be like oh she has to have like a redemption where people know what she did but like that's that's not the realistic and it wouldn't be as impactful exactly i think it's like so that's why why i say courage it's like it's so brave to be like you know what i'm not going to give the ending that would make us all feel better like I'm going to stick with what I've done this whole book, which is make it honest. Yeah. And everything's going to matter. And every decision matters. And yeah, it's one of... I'd argue it's the most impactful ending of a book I've ever read. Yeah. It's definitely up there. I mean, I just started crying looking at the page and I've read it twice. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So um, many TikToks out there, too, where people are like the most triggering line you've ever read (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. i think a hundred percent it's definitely up there with james died first (laughs) for sure it's more than that which is the beginning of a chapter though sadly (laughs) yeah um yeah which yeah anyway um i definitely will think about that line probably for the rest of my life i have been listening to sad manacled inspired music all day like i'm i this is my reread and i'm depressed all day about it like yeah wow wow (laughs) sendlin you fucker man i i can't she's so good you're so good i simply have nothing or they're so good i guess we don't know they're dunder um i think i yeah i I think she's i don't know she's a woman yeah well either way sendlin you is incredible and i hope that they have the most phenomenal career where they can be acknowledged by the rest of the world and not just those of us who read derivative right. works and make money because 
you're so fucking talented it's painful it's a mass you made a masterpiece a masterpiece and we're dying to read the fan fiction that you're writing right now oh dying i actually like as i'm sitting here i'm like maybe i will just read it no i really thought about it last night i was gonna like i was like should i just do it yeah but i part of like I was reading Manacold and they have like the summaries of chapters and stuff. And I was like, oh, I don't want to forget anything when I read her stuff. Right, right. But, but you can always reread. Exactly. <laughs> With Sunland You, we can always reread. We can always so reread. Bit, like we could just start it and start reading True. the 21 chapters that are out. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. All right. Anyway, point is, this is just simply not just like we said at the beginning it's not even just in the category of fan fictions it's just straight up in the category of best things we've ever read ever yep thank you for listening to thank us you. ramble and pour our hearts out and souls out go listen to some lana del rey and cry bye, bye.